Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at Bowling bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details just climb down baby per capita export value libraries minister are you embarrassed by your behavior today there's, there's a lot of bleeding hearts around do you have the fortitude or the gonads to stand up and come across here and say that to me you son of a bitch hey, hey, hey. Just watch me. He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F-A-R-T. Hello and welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. My name is Reese Waters and with me is Jesse Harley. Hello everyone out there in uh, ASMR land. I'm Jesse Harley, here to bring the sounds of all kinds of ASMR to your ears. Um, yeah. Uh, I just want to apologize to our guest, Jordan, because uh, Jesse does this all the time. And so <laughs> one person in our audience likes Jesse's sound effects. Nobody else does. So, so uh, this, is, this is a very special bonus episode. We are, it's a momentous occasion because we are joined by Jordan Wilkie, who is the first ever po- political leader of a party that we've ever had on this show. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so you got that's, that's a not big, true. Oh no, that is true. Yeah, yeah. It's not the first politician, but the first, the first leader of a. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so, so Jordan's the leader of the Green Party in Alberta, and the reason we want to talk to you because I, 
I personally feel like that must be one of the hardest jobs in the world to be the the leader of the Green Party in Canada's oil province. So welcome to the show anyway. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Well, Jordan, do you want to do some uh, some ASMR to get you, get us started? Yeah, you know like what ASMR intro? is? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what, what we're talking about here. ASMR <laughs> is uh, it's like slow whispering. You just bring your voice oh, down yeah. real close to the microphone. Maybe drink something, eat yeah, something, hey, tap a book, uh, rub your hands against some fabric. <laughs> something like you know, <laughs> so, coming so here ASMR. live live from treaty six there we go that was, <laughs> was good that was good you've actually got a good smr voice this is a weird subculture that jesse seems to be a part of um where yeah people make sounds into very sensitive microphones but um thank you for being on our show uh we really appreciate it Do you want, tell us a little about yourself because um if uh, our, our people outside of alberta haven't haven't heard of you or if people in alberta are new to the green party Introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's an honor to be here. As I said, I'm uh, coming live from, well, I guess maybe this isn't live, but coming from Treaty 6 territory uh, in Edmonton, Alberta, Métis Region 4. And uh, yeah, myself, I've been here for you know a long time. I was born and raised. Uh, I did spend some time in Ontario, but came full circle back around. Uh, when I got hired as a firefighter here, so made a full circle. Uh, I've been firefighting. Wait, shit, you're a firefighter? Yeah, I'm fighting fire for 15 years now. Uh, before that, you I see did, them guns. I was an EMT. Oh no, hey, that's that's the extra show. <laughs> that, that's the paywall. You have to go that's past the paywall for that. <laughs> Join the Patreon, and you get to see Jordan covered in baby oil. That's <laughs> <laughs> saving kittens. Yeah, yeah. getting mauled. <laughs> it's also covered in baby oil. Yeah. So, Sorry, so please continue. <laughs> Where was I? Yeah. So, a firefighter. Uh, I'm a firefighter. Yeah. This is what I do. And I just love helping people. So, uh, I did volunteer work with the Red Cross and I went and did my uh, disaster emergency management uh, master's. And uh, so I'm the master of disaster and uh, came back, was doing policy work uh, for the city of Edmonton on the side, uh, looking at wildland urban interface issues, uh, climate change issues, and just noticed uh, an incredible um, lack of proactive policy and forethought towards the issues that exist today. And so in Alberta, uh, I, no fucking way. Yeah. You, can you imagine? All across, that's you know, weird, man. Everywhere, really. Um, <laughs> so we've got some uh, massive hurdles to climb. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of got approached. Uh, the Green Party was closest to my values. I used to be member of the NDP. And I mean, that's another story, but I felt let down by uh, when they were in power and, and the leadership of Rachel Notley. And so I kind of stepped away from politics. And then I had a kid and I thought, well, what do you do now? Uh, you got to get involved. As all parents do. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. What That's are you going to do now, right? Kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really easy to put your middle finger up and, you know, turn your back on on the process and on democracy. But uh, I think it's more important for people, everyday people, good people, for the right reasons, uh, stepping up into politics. And so... You know, I again, mean, you have, you have to I mean that's, that's another debate altogether. I have some I have some thoughts on that. I agree with you that yeah. it's important to not turn your your back to the process. But my question would be not my question. My <clears throat> contingency upon not turning your back upon the process or any process is does the process fucking work? And I don't mm. know. I don't I don't know if it does. But that's like I said, we can get into that or but not. That's, if you really want to see me rant. 
Me and Jesse <laughs> yeah, argue about this all the time. There's going to so. be lot. There could be lots of ranting because I mean that's the thing too. If it, if it doesn't work, then you need to get inside the building to change it. That's the catch, right? I mean, uh, they tried in the states last year. It didn't go so well. <laughs> not quite. Not. <laughs> not that way, Jesse. No, 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 no. No, with flashbangs and t- zip ties. So I don't know, he didn't specify. I, I'm fascinated because obviously, like in Alberta, what is how do people feel about the Green Party when you when you like stand outside like a mall or and meet people or you're kind of like in public or you're knocking on a door or something and people are obviously like working for the oil industry or like other companies that are there? What do people say to you? Well, that's a great br- question. The brand in Canada is shot, pretty shot right now. I mean, they, you know, they're the official opposition in PEI and they're doing great things in Ontario and BC. But of course, in Alberta, there's preconceived notions. But when I approach someone, first of all, I don't look like the standard Green Party person. Like I'm not coming up. To I don't them. know what a standard Green Party person looks like. Well, what's Be- your preconceived beard. notion? I mean, maybe you have a, a, like a, a, a different idea, but I mean, a lot of people are thinking I'm coming straight out of the forest, uh, chomping on granola <laughs> and locking myself to some form of infrastructure at some point. I mean, you don't have any dreads, so that's a bonus. <laughs> not one dread. You I don't have like one shower. dread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, regularly. And <laughs> I think that the problem is in Alberta is that obviously a lot of the, the identity politics in Alberta is massive, right? So it's very tribal in that sense. And people have these preconceived ideas. So to answer your question, when I show up, uh, hey, I'm the Green Party uh, leader, it's and this is what I'm talking about. And this is what I'm standing for. And this is how we've changed. I've even started talking about us as the new Green Party uh, of Alberta. Oh, so cool. it's yeah, and, and we, we've had a tumultuous time here in Alberta. We, uh, the party actually got infiltrated and shut down in 2008. We were actually on the rise. We had 5% of the vote, and I wasn't even involved in politics at this point. Uh, 5% of the popular infiltrated vote. By like, by like wild political roast. spies? Um, or, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it became the wild, the people who started running for the Wild Rose, uh, they infiltrated. What's the uh, Wild? I've never heard of the Wild Rose. Oh really? Uh, that's Daniel Smith. She's oh, sorry. You might not be aware of my my position in this podcast. My entire um, part that I play is that I I know absolutely nothing, and <laughs> Reese educates me about my own country's politics. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. This, no, <laughs> this is good. my job: is to know as little as humanly possible. Yes, it's great. It's a great job. So <laughs> I think that that's important for listeners too. And you know, obviously, we come in with. A lot of jargon. Got hot and, opinions and no knowledge. And hot opinions, yeah. <laughs> I, I so, actually don't know a lot about the Wild Rose Party. So, yeah. What, what, tell yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's further right. It's further right than the conservatives. Um, and okay. uh, so oh, it's wow. what you. Yeah. And so. Is it further right than the, you'd say, the PPC? I would say it's on par. Uh, with the PPC okay. and, and the similar, you know, attributes. You know, again, there's a lot of good people in. in across Alberta and I, and their their views aren't being represented. And so people break into fra- uh, factions, right? And, and Wild right. Rose being one of them that goes further uh, on a lot of those issues. So uh, to, to get you caught up, uh, uh, Jesse, it's the Wild Rose basically, because Notley won in 2015, so we're going to jump around here, because Notley won in Alberta in 2015, the Wild Rose and the Progressive Conservatives uh, joined forces to, to unite the right. And oh, that's not good. they created the United Conservative Party. So the UCP, which is in power. That was Jason Kenney's uh, big push. And he joined with um, 
uh, you know, with the Wild Rose and they were able to defeat Rachel Notley. Also, the voter turnout was bigger because people weren't happy under the NDP government. So because of the first past the post system and uh this is something that we should talk about today is what do we do to change it? Jesse is, you know, does it work? Uh, is politics working? Is democracy working? Is it really representative? Uh, there's obviously a need for electoral reform. And this is kind of the crux that I'm getting at is when you have uh, the first past the post system, you have to join parties that don't necessarily see eye to eye, but they unite, let's say the right. And now you have more right extreme views flooding into a larger tent party, creating a bigger tent, now taking power and then axing even uh, Jason Kenney. Uh, and now we have Daniel Smith, who was kind of a poster child for the Wild Rose and she's in charge. So it's a full takeover of basically Alberta politics uh, by the further right party. And that wouldn't have happened if we had uh, an electoral system like proportional representation where you can work as a coalition government and you would have uh, you were throwing people out not all joining. Kinds of terms I don't know. It's not <laughs> joining to defeat. Coalition government is when people work together uh, in a coalition instead of just sitting on one side of parliament and then the other side of parliament or the legislature and yelling at each other. Oh, yeah. And I never thought that was effective. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like it. So, I mean, the system is set up for oppositional politics, and that's where we need to break through and, and introduce basically ways for politicians to work together like they do in different countries. Yeah, okay. coalition governments are way more common uh, across Europe as well, where they have to go, hey, you know, we can form a coalition together, and then the smaller parties get a, get a go, okay, we'll sign up, but you have to do this. And so say it was like the NDP and Liberal and the Green Party all teamed up, then lib even if the Liberals had the most seats, they still have to listen to the Green Party to, for, for some of their um, policies in order for them to agree to work with them, so it works quite well. I, I think we don't. Um, I thought we had something similar like that right now. It's it's not an official coalition; it's much more of a like an informal support thing that they're doing. I don't quite get it, but I don't okay. think it's going to last much longer. Yeah, it's um, like an informal exchange. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they call it like sometimes supply agreements, like a supply and demand agreement, where they say this is what we want in order to keep you guys afloat. Uh, whereas in other countries, like for example, in Germany, we were just talking about this yesterday. Um, they know they're working together uh, for the people in, through their proportional representational system. And basically, as the polls come in, they are already, all the party leaders are sitting together, already talking about how they are going to work together. It's just like night wow. and day. It's night and day compared to like this secluded. Um, yeah, yeah. attack uh just everyone's isolated uh, and they're working towards their hyperpartisan agendas and they're not even listening once they get the votes they're not even listening anymore it's like no, okay now i'm gonna push that. my agenda yeah. uh and we know this and we know it's not right um and so that's that's the issue but going back to the 2008 green party of alberta we, yeah i want to we i want to know about alberta. the spies we were Go back to the, spies. the alberta greens yeah we were basically taken over by this infiltration and then we uh they didn't file uh on purpose uh with elections alberta and the party was delisted the bank account was stolen and it took years and years for grassroots members to go out and petition to get even the name back let alone start a new party so there 
called the so Evergreens they... for a bit. It was just a not a, a not a good scene. So, so they pretended they pretended they were like yes. They literally turned up at meetings. Were like, hey, I, I love I love the planet too. Just I just want everyone to know I love the planet. Um, and then they <laughs> infiltrated to the point where they had the ability to make decisions and control the party, and then just like, yes. crashed everything and then ran away. That's yes. crazy. That's amazing. There's an, an infinite infamous AGM where, and this is this is kind of good for your show, right? Like politics is not boring. Like there's a hostile takeover nuts. in yeah. like <laughs> exactly. there's an AGM where they canceled it, and this group. So this group um, under uh, this guy who who ended up running for the Wild Rose and was definitely you know not a green. Um, he brought in his group. They joined as members. They formed their own AGM, and they basically. We're like, okay, I'm the leader. Here's you're the new board, and the actual core membership wasn't even there because they had canceled it. Uh, so there was a constitutional issue there. And then when they went to argue it, they started sending out lawsuits, and everyone just backed away, and the party was destroyed. And so it took. It's funny because everyone's just like, Green Party, like, where have you been, right? Is oil country, and, and it's not trying because to it's piece oil. ourselves back together. Yeah, yeah, it's not because it's oil country here in Alberta. It's because we were literally had to start all over again. Yeah, and so, it, you know, I'm not like a, yeah. a a green at heart. Like I didn't wave the green banner. Like my family's small C conservative, right? So when I j- joined up and was looking at it, like small wow, C is, conservative, I like this, that. Yeah. <laughs> Lowercase right? conservative. It's not my identity, right? And it's the, not nor my family. Um, but we'd like to see reasonable politics, which is pretty hard to come by. And so when yeah. I showed up, it was just like, okay, wow, here's my disaster emergency management skills at work here and let's put it put it to work let's see if we can revitalize uh this party because the value system and the core principles of this global movement right is a global movement under six principles that are like the basics of being a good person like participatory democracy and non-violence uh sustainability and ecological wisdom which we're known for but also social justice and respect for diversity so that's it that's what that's the glue that holds greens together. And it's not necessarily uh, a massive uh, partisan agenda. And that's why we have, we're separate from the federal party. That's why the, the BC greens are looking at different things than, than ourselves. And of course we have the scope of being uh, in Alberta and we could talk about what that means for greens in Alberta. Right. Um, yeah. Well, what, what does that mean? If somebody says to you, like, yeah. I work in the oil, I work in the oil industry, I'm terrified to vote for you because of my livelihood and my expertise and all those things. Well, how, what, what do you say to them, I guess? Yeah. So it, there's obviously a, a preconceived notion like Greens are going to come in and shut us down, right? And Hopefully. That's not part of our po- <laughs> that's not a part of our policy. Uh, that's not part of our agenda. That's not part of our platform. Uh, we started the basics. So when we as a disaster manager, as you know, someone that's working the services, it's like, you have to look at the root causes and you have to look at the stage one, what's stage one of these issues. And like, it's funny because there's a big conversation going on about just justice in transition and just transition and a fair transition towards new industry and, and renewable, uh, energy and, and, and these things, which is a good conversation to have, but it's like, for me, why are we talking about that before we talk about Albertans actually, we, maybe we should stop getting robbed by large corporations 
And the we focus on the Peter Lougheed six rules of uh, the way to uh, make sure that Albertans get their fair share. And that means we would like to raise royalty rates, ensure that you know, 100. We, I think oil and gas pulled 152 billion in profit last year. Just insane numbers. But we can't. We can't fund our our public schools, and we can't fund our healthcare system. And we're oh, you can't afford things like you know mental health care, and you can't properly uh, support the massive crisis of opioids and drugs and mental health and all these other issues. And it's such bullshit because. It is. It, because we have all we're, we're in the land of like milk and honey or whatever you call it right in Alberta and we're not getting our fair share because the royalty rates are so low our corporate uh, tax for large corporations is the lowest in the province and until you can say okay like we, we should have a heritage fund that's approaching one trillion dollars uh, similar to Norway's instead it's been misused it's been part of political agendas. And so the people need to take back their resources first and foremost, what serves the people, not international companies, not international taxpayers. So that's where we start. And that's the conversation that I start with. And of course, everyone just goes, what the hell is this guy talking about? I thought he was going to talk about planting trees. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I thought he was going like, to crash, <laughs> crash a Tesla into the car, the parking lot, and then like just come in and tell us all off. So, but no, I think I think that's a good point because like you look at like Norway, like and the way they fund all those social programs and everything through their oil. But like you think you could even spend the oil money through those through those royalties to prepare the economy for the future, and you could you know you could invest so much money in new technology and like changing so much stuff about it but um it's interesting i, I feel like because the the fact that structurally where that money goes is the big part of the problem is oh yeah it's I mean, something I mean, that, that yeah, nobody else is talking about I, guess, so. I, I think that i think there's a lot to do with psychology though that we're not really addressing much the same as like when you hear gun debate you know uh in the states and, and other places, but a lot of, you know, debates about from the NRA about gun control and whatnot. And I was talking to my friend Ryan about this, about how, like, if you could just show them this incredibly logical, st- like the statistics from around the world, he's like, it wouldn't matter. I'm like, what do you mean it wouldn't matter? It's like, because they're not arguing logic. They're arguing, they're shutting the, they're shutting the argument down. Yeah. Their, their goal, and this is just an example with gun culture, their goal is not to come to, a, like, a reasonable understanding of what's happening in the world so that, that we could both come together and understand, have a better understanding of everything. Their goal is to win the argument. And if they see they're going to lose, they shut the argument down. And mm. it's the same with like oil, big oil and saving the planet, saving the planet and, and being good neighbors and, you know, having better education for, and just all that stuff that comes from a place of how do we make the world a better place? How do we make our cities better, our neighborhoods better, our communities better, our families better, our, our health better, our minds better? And from that stems logical conclusions of, oh, well, we need a better healthcare system. We need better education. We need, we need less reliance on, on oil and gas and more reliance on renewable energies and stuff like that. Like it's a logical, these are logical conclusions stemming from a place of a healthy desire. Whereas their side of the argument is, I mean, they're, they're, big oil, it's, it's all an addiction. It's addiction to money and power. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. There's yeah. no logical conclusion that they can support 
uh, that says that like what they're doing is a good idea. <laughs> There's none. Yeah. And so they don't do it. It's, it's all, uh, it's, it's just addiction. We're fighting addiction with logic and it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And it has nothing yeah. to do with the worker. Like those workers, they, they bust their ass out there. Oh, they bust their ass up. I know a couple of myself. And I commend them. They're great people. Yeah. And, and that's why these conversations need to be had because right now, I mean, they're getting the, the wool pulled over their eyes. And, Absolutely. Uh, I, I did work uh, as a video editor for a, a company, Liquefied Natural Gas in Alberta, and I was so fucking sick after a year of working with them because I was making, I was essentially making, um, God, I hope they hear this. I was, I was essentially making um, <laughs> propaganda videos for a year. And I had to step up to my boss. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just not doing it. And as of course his, his response was, if you don't do it, someone will. I'm like, fuck it. We'll let someone else do it then. I'm not doing right. it. But it's the shit, the, the wool that they pull over people's eyes was unbelievable. The, the sheer volume of money they threw at this just to make it seem like everything was okay. was oh, disgusting. Yeah. But oh, anyway, yeah. I do yeah, have some I questions think. for you, Jordan. Um, I, I see. I think Jesse's a green voter. I'm not a green voter and I would never vote green. And why? Because the Green Party has never been in power, ever. Well, uh, Jordan, what's your pitch to Jesse then? Because yeah, well, you probably come across this all the time. Well, well let me let me let me just re reinstate, green. not reinstate. Let me reinforce that. Um, <laughs> so, all these charities for decades begging for money to help solve X problem. None of them have. Decades and decades and decades, and none of them have. We've we've cured polio. That's it. We've uh, and, and maybe not cure, but we, there are a few. If there are charities that come out there, and instead of saying, um, "Give us money because this problem needs to be addressed," and instead of saying that, say, "Give us money. This problem needs to be addressed, and we are the charity that has helped this, 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 and this." And here are the stats for it. If you give us money, we're going to be, like progress will happen. Then I'd be much more apt to give that charity money. Do you see what but I'm saying? Know, like, you know, what works better than giving charities money. Uh, that? that was just an example. That was an example of I want to put my money, yeah, where like where there are results. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So categorically, yeah. giving direct give works way better. It works better in developing countries. It works better across the board. So if anything, you should be facilitating your vote or your money towards something that's going to directly give back to the people that are in need. I agree and with so, that. The overhead right now is just insane and the bureaucracy involved is insane. And so, uh, again, there's ways to tackle systemic issues. If we want to tackle the, you know, the heart of, of economic disparity and our health issues and our educational system, you need to attack things like poverty at the, at the root source. And so, totally. again, the Greens are the only ones that are speaking about universal basic income. Um, I think that that's uh, well, let me let me just backtrack before we get off yeah. into a different tangent about why I was the whole charity yeah. thing was an analysis like a metaphor for why I wouldn't vote for the Green Party simply because the Green Party has never been in power. That's it. That's it. If the Green Party was in power as much as the NDP or the Liberals or the Conservative, then sure. Yeah, I'd vote. You, for you could say Green that Party. about any political party. They haven't existed since the Big Bang. Well, no, but I mean, like, <laughs> have you ever been in power once ever? Yeah, around well, the world they in have Canada? Just in, Can <laughs> in Canada, around yes. the world we're we're help you know we're again we're we're helping lead in coalition governments, but yeah, I mean the the, the official opposition at PEI and uh, you know the feds are, are in, they're in a bit of a, a hole here, and we, I don't think that 
the the metaphor necessarily you know speaks true because i think that the the corruption in these big legacy parties is just wild and and our system in general is not serving the people and so if you don't vote for change if you devote, don't vote for change nothing fucking changes and i think that you can we can sit here and 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 complain all we want but we need to start looking towards i think some of the ideas of these smaller parties and i think that breaking up the power is is the first and foremost idea i mean the accountability around the way money was used and the transparency just in a minority government like in yeah. the federal level compared to uh the majority i mean it shows that people have more accountability more transparency they're getting called out and so more parties should exist. And again, really, I think our, I think less parties should exist. Yeah, you just want I, one big, uh, not one big ruling one, party. No, not one big. I'm I'm I I, I vote left. I'm left leaning. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I agree with with pro. I would. I, I mean, I haven't heard your policies, but everything you've said so far, I agree with as far as things that the country needs to tackle. See, so I it's said, not that I'm I against you. Be a green voter. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm 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 not against your policies. I'm I'm for. So I'm, I'm for a party that can actually make active change. Like, so you left the NDP. Why not stay with the NDP and bring your policies into the NDP instead of going to, to the Green Party? You see what I'm saying? Like, go with a party that has a chance of actually winning and then bring your policies into that party and make an active change with a party that can have more powerful impact. Right, as an NDP, example, I don't. I'm not that I'm an NDP. You know, yeah. Just as a, for, for another, just as an to example. respond, the NDP in Alberta, they're they're just power hungry. They'll say anything. They'll do anything. And really, that, really. Oh, absolutely. And they're wow. They rip up anything that looks like a possible litmus test of doing the right thing. And so. <laughs> That's a great analogy. So <laughs> how the hell do you you say okay, son? Dad's going out to run for the NDP or work with the NDP. And it's just you, I have to make sure that I can sleep at night. And so by focusing on my value system, yeah, it's an uphill battle with the Greens. Absolutely. But it was also I mean, a, more, a, I would say probably more like a, a sheer cliff than an uphill. Yeah, yeah it was like <laughs> ice picks, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, we like a challenge, right? We like a but, challenge. And and that's what you know, that's what that's what I do. I show up at, you know, in in emergencies, at in a disaster and and uh, we start working towards making solutions. And again, you know, here's a great firefighting analogy. If you're going to just spray water at the smoke instead of get, you know, break that door down, get in, uh, dig in, and ensure that you're hitting the seat of the fire, that fire will never go out. It'll just burn down, down the whole of house. Course. And, and of that's course. what's happening. That's, what I, that's how I see it. Uh, do you, can you work in uh, parties to make it better? Absolutely. Uh, Jesse, I agree with you. I think that a lot of people can. I just thought that if I'm going to try to get a voice out there that's different and, and focused on systemic issues and a systemic change, uh, then I need to ensure that I'm doing it as authentically as possible. And Greens gave me that uh, opportunity because they have no party whip. So Jesse, that's, yeah, the, that, oh. the party whip is, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, if, for the guy who doesn't know uh, much about politics, <laughs> it's like the party whip it's is- not that I don't is, know, know much about politics. I only know sure. what this man here has taught me in the past two years. Okay. <laughs> and I, I can't even, I can't even and vote you're representing, so. <laughs> you're representing the general population. Like, what the fuck is a party whip? Like, what are you even talking about right now, Jordan? And I just thought it was kind of like a, a metaphor for- yeah. For, I don't know, something dirty and sexy that happens in the back room. Unfortunately, no, it's like, <laughs> you will vote in line with what the party wants and the agenda and the leader. 
And oh, so is that politics? Is, uh, is that democracy at work? Uh, no, it's not. It's, it's a hyper-partisan agenda. And so the NDP use a whip. They ensure that all their votes, uh, you're, you're not actually listening to your constituents anymore. You're just uh, focusing on <clears throat> mm-hmm. what the party wants. And I don't think that's democracy. I think that people should disagree respectfully. I think that people should vote totally. differently and represent their people. So again, it's like, how do you sleep at night? If you're okay. getting whipped, not representing the people, which is what you were voted in to do. So I, I disagree with Jesse on on the fact of small parties not having influence because I lived in the UK when the UK Independent Independence Party really warped the Conservative Party and dragged it right because they were losing voters to them or the, the right wing. And the same with, you could argue that Polyev is the product of the PPC's influence, the, the kind of hardcore right. vote. Um, so I feel like the, you know, I don't feel like smaller parties, if they, if, if you're, if the green share goes from 3% to 5% to 6% to 8%, it does change the parties around them because they, they concern they're stealing is, votes, I guess. Yeah. What are they, what are they doing to take our, cause when they, when their percentages are like minute between them and the other major party, it really matters to them where, where the voters are going for those reasons or where the new voters are going in that sense. Okay. Uh, all right. I mean, but you could also be stealing. Yeah. All right. I mean, so so Jordan, is that is that a tactic, or is that, um, or am I talking on my ass? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're killing it. I agree. Like parties, smaller parties have the opportunity to push narrative, right? That it is not being represented in the House of Power, whether it's the Parliament or the Legislature, and so. When I start talking about universal basic income, when I talk about the eradication of poverty and what that means for healthcare and for uh, crime and, and for the, the general issues, uh, when I talk about mental uh, health and, and the need for universal and comprehensive healthcare, it's like these are issues that are not being spoken about because uh, the parties, that, the two parties in power, uh, whether it's, you know, they're fighting over each other's votes, of course. And so they're not going to take any chances and they're not, they have a lot to lose. We have nothing to lose. I have nothing oh, to lose. That's funny. Yeah. That's very fucking funny. You have nothing to lose. You literally have nothing to lose. So, <laughs> so you're like, you're why like, not just fly into the podcast? Yeah. What? Why do you think you're on this podcast? Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Funny. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's very, very good. I like that. No, I don't have oh, to pull the. I don't have to toe the line. Uh, and, and the smaller parties, again, they, they can change the narrative and they can push things that are for the people instead of for the partisan agendas that exist. And so my one of the biggest thing I'm pushing is I'm like trying to be like, so Andrew Yang, when he ran for in the last president, he was trying yeah. to be uh, the, the UBI guy, right? I'm going to give everyone $1,000, right? And that was great because people after his run could sit around the table and go, yeah, I know what I know about UBI. I know the basics of why that could be a good idea. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do right now is, is well, be I that. mean, just speaking on UBI really quickly, yeah, we sure. had two years of something that was kind of like a litmus, not a litmus test, but like a, no, it wasn't. an experiment of, as yeah. far as CERB was concerned, CERB was like a, yeah. The closest thing we had to a temporary UBI test run, right? Except most people had to pay it back. No, it sucked. No, they didn't. It's <laughs> a it, it sucked did. for a lot of reasons, right? And mostly because it's a don't go to work incentive. Whereas a universal basic income, you get it. Whether you want to go to work and, and progress and do things and retrain for jobs and join the workforce or become a nurse or whatever it is. Oh, but that's like, right. If like, you made if you made more than a certain amount of income, you couldn't yeah. get CERB suddenly. Right. Yeah. 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 But what CERB did point. show us is that petty crime rates plummeted 
right? Because it solved wow. a lot of issues. And so the, the, all the, it's funny, all the, the defund the police well, people should be I mean, talking like, more about uh, to be, fund, to be, fund and to eradicate be poverty. I mean, to be I fair, I'd like to, I'd like to see that study. I don't know if, if like, like what other factors were, were involved in that study. Yeah, like, Je- Jesse, during, CERB didn't just happen by itself. CERB happened during a pandemic. There was a lot of businesses that were shut down. And if you're a petty, you know, criminal, it's hard to rob a place when they're closed and all their inventory is packed away. You know, like there's a lot of other factors involved. Rem- remember when we did the, um, the episode on Madison hat and the functional zero homelessness where they had like yeah, the yeah. housing, the housing first policy of, well, you can't solve any of those issues until somebody has secure housing. And even that, like the fact they managed to get to like functional zero homelessness, um, for a, for a certain period. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. of that. And I think it's a similar thing is, you know, like people, there are people now, like you see it on the news, like CBC did an article or, uh, about, is it okay to steal food right now? Cause it's so expensive. And you go, wow. Well, oh, you, do you guys, you guys think I'm, I'm not against UBI at all. I'm quite for it. <laughs> I don't, I'm very, I don't very pro against. UBI. I know. I was, just, asking, I was just questioning you're asking the right questions, right? Yeah. If, if shops are closed, <laughs> is shoplifting a thing? I mean, maybe, yeah. uh, if yeah. anything, it may, might've been a good opportunity. Cause you're like, nobody's here. I'm just going to rob this place. But robbery went down like 36% in Alberta just because why did they need it? Because you know, generally exactly. people had served. Yeah. So the the disparity uh, is crazy when you when you look at uh, just funding at the basic levels. Uh, you have a hundred million dollar uh, crime. Uh, the 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 cost for crime drops by a hundred million dollars. Right. the The cost to keep poverty is nine point five billion dollars every year so what, that's sorry? the cost on our healthcare system in our crime and, and, in, and in our courts and in the lost opportunity costs 9.5 billion in alberta to, to keep poverty yeah to let allow poverty so the eradication of poverty saves you 9.5 billion holy shit that's insane is that not that's crazy a- and then you're like where does the money come from? How do you say, how do you, how do you fund this? It's, it funds itself. It's similar to UBI. It funds yeah, wow. itself. When you eradicate poverty, you, you open up $9.5 billion in and of itself. If you uh, house someone. I mean, $9.5 billion minus the cost of UBI. Well, okay. That's, that's another <laughs> conversation because that's the savings, but then the UBI costs are pulled from other areas as well. You don't, UBI, this is why UBI doesn't raise inflation is because you're not just printing off money to give to people, which is what they did it with syrup, right? Right. You're mo- you're basically closing down a lot of the social systems that aren't work, that are bureaucratic, uh, the the issues that um, you know people falling through the cracks and not uh, picking up their uh, we call it ACE or uh, I think it's something different on the East Coast, um, but all the social services and they cost a fortune and the bureaucracy of it is insane. And so when you have a, something like a universal basic income, you don't need any of that. So it's all just it's all just direct give is what I'm saying, and that's that's why I, I keep mentioning this. But to house yeah. someone, going back to the housing, it's uh, the the Finnish model for housing first uh, mm. saves you twenty one. They did the math twenty one thousand um, dollars per person you house instead of the draw on society by allowing them to stay homeless. And you're right. like, and you're like, well, that's why amazing. Are, and I didn't I didn't know that. Why are that's you doing this? Why don't yeah. we have the political willpower to do this? And I think that, the, again, these are the narratives we need to ram through the doors. Uh, and this is why we need, you know, people, you know, young and excited people getting involved in politics. 
you know, again, if you talk about these these old legacy parties and their histories and and all the old money and narcissism involved, it's like this is uh, we need to look past that. And it doesn't have to be greed. I'm not saying I'm not trying to sell anything. It's basically an opportunity to look at how can we represent the people better? And is this for profit? Is this for the corporations? Is this for uh, people's retirement funds that are sitting and pretending to represent you in these houses of power? Or are we going to give back to the people? And that's why these smaller parties are important. And that's why, uh, like I said, I'm trying to be the kind of the Andrew Yang of proportional representation here in Alberta and talk about what electoral reform could mean for people to basically allow their vote to really matter. Because a lot, again, we have fifty percent of voters aren't even coming out. That's across the board. That's across all of Canada. So why are fifty percent of voters not coming out? It's because they don't they don't think their vote matters anymore, and they've been well, disenfranchised. You're describing Jesse. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse <laughs> only votes. Jesse I, only votes because his friends make him feel bad about it. It's true. If he does, it's true. I genuinely don't believe it makes any fucking difference whatsoever. Exactly. And and I have had. I mean, I've had a political show for nearly three years now. And I'm still not entirely convinced. Reese actually had some really good arguments for it, um, for getting out there and voting, even if your your vote doesn't matter. And, and it's the fact that, like, in the future... Why allow your vote more- to not matter? We should be demanding no, no. new systems where your vote does matter, and those systems exist. Yeah. And it's also, it's also not, just about, it's not, it's not just about voting. There's way more you can do. From speaking to listeners and stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's and Reese said, "I mean, one part of it." (laughs) Yes, it's one part. I mean, we've got you know three years of of this of this crap talking about this stuff. (laughs) Reese trying to convince me, Um, and he has made some very good points. But like my point continues to be like, I don't need to know how a car works in order for me to look at a smoking, rusting heap on fire and tell you Mm -hmm. that car is broken, right? Like, and I can I don't know I don't know a better system of government, but I can tell you this fucking government is is busted. Not as bad as the states. That's just a trash fire that people just keep adding gasoline onto for some strange reason, telling you it's the water. It's really weird. But like in in Canada, like it's just I haven't been convinced. I haven't been convinced. And like so to dedicate my yeah, I don't know, just to dedicate more time and passion into trying to fix corruption and and power hungry, money hungry corporations who are in the pockets Mm. of politicians. I mean, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, you're speaking my language, brother. Right, that's a lot of work. But did, they, did you realize that you don't have to fix that car, that there's actually another car? You just get into it? <laughs> yeah. You just talk about voting green? <laughs> well, I'm talking about the electoral system. So first past the post is that car that's all rusted. Uh, okay, and can you explain to our history. audience members yeah, uh, what first past the post mean? In case there are any first audience members. First past the post is a colonial system from the 1800s brought in from the UK. Um, and basically what it does is it, yeah. it creates false majorities. So if you have the most votes you win, right? And so that's how you get in Alberta, for example, when the NDP got elected, it was uh, 40% of the vote, 44, I think. And then they had 100% of all the power. Whereas there are systems that are in place in most developed countries across the world, uh, with the exception of, well, the UK is moving in that direction. Uh, The Labour Party is just, uh, I think, voted for proportional representation. So even the the country that gave us the elitist first past the post system, which is a way to hold power, um, they are moving towards a proportional system. And so to break it down, a proportional system is if you get 40% of the vote, you get 40% of the seats. 
no more. Don't we already have no that? less? No, we don't. No. So you can take so this is the big issue now because Trudeau promised that we would end first past the post. I remember, and people came. I remember something. I remember him promising that we'd have. Like it was, I don't know if this is what first past the post also represents, but like a one-to-one voting system, like instead of this city voted, you know, liberal, this city vote, this, whatever it was like, it's just, it's, it's population like based. It's, it's, I am, I'm saying this incorrectly. Uh, how do I put this? You're saying about okay. like the, the ridings, like changing all the ridings and things like that too. Like if, if 347,000 people voted liberal and 247,000 people voted conservative, then the liberals win versus if 397,000 people voted liberal, but they voted in certain ridings and the amount of ridings equaled less than the amount of ridings that won for the conservatives and the conservatives win, that's still like more people voted liberal than, than people voted conservative, but the conservatives would win in that point because more ridings won. That's well, that's a, yeah, that's a problem, right? Because it's right. not proportional that, to the vote. Yeah. You know, it is the fact that that the it doesn't feel like it does, and also that the the first past the post doesn't work. They've they've got um, AV, the AV voting system in Wales, and yeah. it means that it's typically way more. Co- and like Wales, oh, Wales is such a left leading country. The Labour Party has been in power since they had their own Senate, and um, the there's times when they haven't, even though they had like most of the popular vote. Um, uh, they you know, there the, the was much more of a coalition set up in that, in there. Mm. And it, it made, they made better policy because of it and they were held to account more because of it. So I think that like, um, to, to, to have a system where you you feel your vote does count. The idea, it always blows my mind when pot, when parties win with like 30% of the vote and you're like 70% of the population don't like you, but <laughs> the majority <laughs> of the population don't like you, but yeah, you're but still you, the party of power. Have, but you have a hundred percent of the power. Yeah. And how that's, is that that's, and that's what, is that what's happening in Canada, Jordan? Is that that's what's happening in Canada? That's what's happening definitely in Alberta, right? And so we wow. have, a, especially in Alberta, like we have very diverse province here, uh, and the political views are very diverse, and so that's why I think this isn't about my values are more important than your values. I think that just people val- are valuing different things, and I think that that's yeah. okay. And there needs to be some threshold of who gets in, into power, and that's what they do. There's obviously like this. Well, then if, if everyone has a, a, a vote, then you could get these extremists in. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You you create a threshold. You have to have at least 5% or 10% right. of the popular vote to be part of this equation. And if you yeah. have 5 or 10% of the popular vote, well, you're not really a fringe party, are you? And what happens if you ignore that? Those people get more extreme and then they create bigger issues yeah. or they join the bigger tent parties and then infiltrate them, which is something that happens all the time. And it's just happened in Alberta with our, you know, our premier, uh, she was, you know, n- not elected into the position. She just got put into it. And she's from a, 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 an extreme Against uh, position <laughs> in that party. And so this isn't <laughs> democracy. And so these electoral reforms need to happen. And it's not just a proportional representational system because those, there's a lot of different systems. There's like, single transferable vote and mixed member proportional. And basically it allows you to, to have more representation and, and have that diverse view uh, be part of it. And then you create coalitions so you're working together. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's just, it seems like a dream world, right? Wait, hold on. And, but it's happening. It's, it's, you know, for example, Ireland. I feel like I'm they in just a, did a fever it. dream right now. Right. They just so. did it. They had uh, two, two parties uh, and then they had, and then they had a, the Greens were a part of it as well. And they sat in a room and they created this 50,000 page uh, five year plan. And then they all just went and got to work. See, so <laughs> I'd stopped, like to address that. They stopped complaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, like, I'd actually like to address that, Jordan. I'd like your, your thoughts on this. This is coming yeah. from someone who understands. I, under, I understand logic and psychology fairly well and a little bit of sociology. I don't right understand on. politics, but I can see flaws in systems pretty well. Mm. And I, you know, I'm with you in that, like, I want this country to be better. I want our 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 communities to be healthier, people to be healthier, psychologically, yeah. mental, physically, yeah. uh, economically. You know, uh, yes, economy is important. I'm, I've been... I've been screaming how it doesn't really matter, but yes, an economy is important, but that's just one part of the whole. So here's, here's the issue that I have is we're, I think you and I are on the same page. The three of us are on the same page, which is here are some ideas of, yes. uh, here's some concepts as to why the country doesn't work. And here's some ideas as to make it better. And that will only work if even the opposing your opposition. Okay. If they, maybe they have completely wildly different ideas than you, but they also have the same values which is we want a better country we mm. want better we want a better system and and it's if the two the two parties can get together they can disagree as much as they want but as long as their values are the same which is we want to make the country better then eventually yes. they'll come to a head they'll come to some kind of agreement that'll work for everybody the problem is corruption it's always been corruption it'd be like akin to two people trying to assemble an ikea desk okay and you know how fucking difficult those things are right and they both want to make the desk okay but they have no idea and the whole thing's in swedish there's no english instructions they've got all these bips and bops and there's extra few bits here and then and they don't know what to do but the both people they want to make the desk work and they and eventually they figure it out but in canada and in the states and in corrupt places i feel it's like two people putting the desk together and one of these people looks like they're trying to help you put the desk together, but their secret intent is they don't want a fucking desk. Okay. And so they're hiding bits on you and they're breaking tools when you're not looking and stuff like that. So it's not how, it's not about how, how can I just get into their heads or, or how can I do this? How can we got to get rid of corruption, man? We have to, or nothing's going to work. Nothing. doesn't matter how logical we are. It doesn't matter how good a system we propose it won't fucking matter. <laughs> We're not working with people who want to get have a better country. We're working with people who want power and money, period. That's it. And they will put on the facade of, yeah, we want a better country. We want a better city. We want jobs for everyone. It doesn't matter. They just say whatever the fuck they think is going to get exactly. their votes. Yeah. You know? And so without with as long as there's a system Preach. in place that promotes corruption, nothing we do 
will fucking matter. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's my position on it, which is one of the reasons I believe my vote doesn't really matter. Because even if I vote on on policies that I believe in so strongly, if there's mm-hmm. corruption allowed in our political system, it doesn't fucking matter what we vote on. It just doesn't mm, matter. Exactly. So corruption needs to be stopped first. It's like it's like my it's it's like my argument for for uh, my metaphor on climate change, arguments for and against climate change. It's like right. if you've got uh, a family, if they've got a windfall of some money, and they all get together and they have a little family argument in the middle of the, not argument, but discussion in the living room. But where are we going to spend this money, right? And oh, you know what? We little Jimmy wanted piano lessons. We could we could take this ten thousand dollars. We could give, put it towards little Jimmy's piano lessons for the next ten years. That'd be great. Oh, but you know what? Susie, Susie really wanted to go to art college. So we could give it to Susie. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? We also really wanted to like remodel the kitchen, though. Where are we going to spend this money? Meanwhile, the house is currently on fire, on fire, and so we're not up. leaving. We're not getting a fire department. You know, we're not putting out the fire. We're just discussing what no. you know. How do we? So that's to me. It's it's the same with climate change. It's the same with the policies. It's it's the same with politicians. It doesn't matter to me unless I'm dead fucking wrong, which I could be because as I've stated, I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter the policies we're pushing as long as corruption is allowed to thrive. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jordan, you just, yeah. you just experienced one of Jesse's classic rants there. There you go. <laughs> classic Jesse <laughs> rants. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> and it. And it had fire in it, so I was all, I was all fired. Right? Up yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Got to speak you, to the fireman. Yeah. The house is on fire. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> so um, so that's that's part of my, my, my disappointment in the system and my belief that, yes, I'll vote, but like, it's not going to fucking matter. You know, because like right. as long as there's right. corrupt systems and corrupt politicians, then it doesn't yeah. fuck. They're going to do whatever the fuck they but, want anyway. But, but then if that means we just need better, more people like, sorry, go yeah. on. No, if you want better politicians, you need to change how you elect them, right? And you need to disperse that power because that power will corrupt. Also, there's more incentive to corrupt politi- for ha- to having corrupt politicians if they're given uh, unproportional amounts of power. And so by dispersing that power and, and, and creating basically systems where you need to work together to pass these policies, right. then it creates more accountability and transparency of what's going on. Because right now, without transparency, when you have a majority government, for example, you don't know what the fuck is going on. The people are checked out and the opposition can blab all they want and scream and shout and stomp on their feet. Um, but it doesn't make a difference. It's, and it's just, it, I think it's insane that we allow this to happen. But it was set up, Jesse, for that. It was set up so that the ruling party had unproportional amounts of power to keep power. So when they started uh, shelling out democracy to the people, they didn't just give you democracy. There wasn't direct democracy. There wasn't even a proportional democracy. They gave it to you in these little rations. And they said, no, no, just be happy. Uh, but really, <laughs> really, you're not changing anything. And then we got used to fighting over those fucking crumbs. And we right. lost our ability to actually even ask for more or to That's demand more because we need to demand it at this point and we need to rise up, Jesse. And we need to get in. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to make noise. And we need I don't storm Justin true. Trudeau's house. 
That's what, <laughs> is that, is that what you're saying? Is what you're telling us? No. No. Okay, still trying. Still trying. Jordan get Jordan to say horrible things. <laughs> he's still trying to get. Still, yeah. He, he's trying to get. As soon as I said uprising, I'm like, uh oh, Jesse's. <laughs> I, Jordan, Jesse, I, have a, I have a thought. Jesse's uh, infiltrating from the Wild Rose Party again. <laughs> I, I have a I have a thought, and I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion on it, and it's to do with um, uh, addiction and power, right. and how. There, there's been said lately, I've, I follow some some YouTube channels on um, how to grow money and uh, investing and stuff like that, because not because I'm good at it, but because I know nothing about it. So I'm, I'm I don't think watching pretty, YouTube videos is going to help you. It, it, no, it does. It actually helps. Like, but like not just YouTube. I, I read books and stuff like that. On too. But anyway, um, it's been said recently that there's been a, a study and I don't have any references for this study so i could be making it up as far as anybody knows uh that anything past now this is american money so converted to canadian whatever that is anything past sixty thousand dollar salary year does not increase one's happiness before that it increases happiness in the fact that it keeps you from being sick and poor and starving and cold and those things can decrease happiness right so if you can have a roof over your head and be warm and clothed and fed that that makes sure that that's it's a, it's on like a nice baseline level of happiness and so money right. can help increase happiness as far as that is concerned but past $60,000 a year it doesn't really do anything to increase your happiness level at all and so the people who are corrupt and powerful and again this is sounding more like a conspiracy theory and I don't really tend to believe in conspiracy theories because I think Systems are too complex for that. People are too complex for that to keep secrets and shit like that. But let's say in Alberta, where I've heard that the healthcare system is not great. I've heard that the educational system is not great. Maybe they are. Maybe I've heard wrong. You know, I've 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 heard that um, a lot of social um, social what group social like to help with. Community progress. Thank, thank you, thank you. The social programs are bleeding dry. Are not well funded. They're not. You know, they're not really well known. And so, living life is kind of hurt on on, on a number of levels. Okay, nice. uh, a lot of people are mentally unwell. They're physically unwell. They're stressed a lot, and there is this idea that is being pushed that if you want a better life, you just need to make more money. Mm-hmm. And here's an opportunity to make more money. Look at all this money out there to be made. Look at all these mm-hmm. jobs in the oil field, in the in the oil, in the in the in the gas, in the natural gas sector, mm-hmm. in this right. sector, in that sector. Just go if you're if you're unhappy with your way of life, you just have to make more money. And these politicians are trying to take money away from you. <laughs> They're trying to take jobs away from you. They're trying to take your job away from you. They're trying to take your taxes away from you. And as you know, the only way for you to get happier is to keep your money and make more of it. And it's. It feels like it's a conspiracy theory. It does. It feels like these these big corporate you know gurus are getting together and going, <laughs> oh, how can we tell? How can we spin this lie? But it genuinely kind of feels like that's happening. You know, it really does. And and I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Well, you're talking to someone in a province that has a war room. <laughs> but, but no war. They have a, <laughs> a war room that we we built them with our money are you serious yeah it has a war room uh so that the energy sector can fight the misinformation from evildoers that are coming to take 
your jobs and your money oh and your industry and your oh identities and your children and your cat and all that. Um, so that's insane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem isn't even like, it's not hiding, right? It's, it's in plain sight, Jesse. Like these people wow. are addicted to power. They're addicted yeah. to their positions and that's why they, they will do anything and they, to hedge their bets. And that's what you're seeing from, um, Rachel Notley right now out here. She's just touring industry. She's, um, you know, all of a sudden against Trudeau because it. She has to do this, take a stand because of uh, polling, and it's it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, they're not wow. really looking after the people because if they were, they'd be ensuring that people had basic dignity in their lives, and they'd be ensuring right. that they'd have those basic necessities that you just spoke about. And we have enough funds and money to ensure that our societies flourish and that crime drops and that our healthcare systems and our public education is well-funded, but we choose not to do it because it's easier for them to create a, a bad guy in the scenario and say it's their fault. Oh um, God. Yeah. No, we recently have talked about that before. Yeah. And we're the solution. Yeah. And it's a damn lie that they feed us and all, uh, most of the parties that I know, they've always talked about, we're the solution. We're the solution. We're the solution. You're part, maybe, maybe part of the solution at best. But you're not the full solution and they're not the full problem. The full problem is that some of the things that you've talked about, which is greed and corruption and the inability to do the right thing and to represent people where whose lives are, they're deeply suffering. We have one yeah. out of six children living in poverty in a, in a province that, that is, claims to have all the money, yeah. <laughs> has all the money, all the resources. We're doing great. We're doing great, but they're coming for your scraps right? <laughs> They're coming Jesus. for your breadcrumbs. And, uh, do you have your own TikTok channel, by the way, your own YouTube channel? You should, if you don't, honestly, I you're good at this. Uh, yeah. I can't, sometimes I can't get my head around it. I'm trying to win Twitter. I don't know. I get, I get no, feedback on Twitter. Twitter's just, Twitter's, just, nobody, Twitter's a place for angry fucks. Nobody wins. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's the angriest place angry. on the internet, man. But you know who's not angry is just everyday people. The you, green you party. Knock, <laughs> you, yeah, try not to be. Uh, we knock on their door. We, I go, I've been going around door knocking. We're about to have an election here in May, uh, unless they call it sooner. Because, you know, first past the post, you got to add some tricks to ensure that you can capture power. Um, yeah, the people are just so decent and wonderful here. And everybody, like you said, you know, generally at the heart of things, they want the right, they want what's best. You know, they want to, they want to be happy. And of course we're also measuring wealth as happiness and that's also bullshit. And we need to, yeah. we need to speak out about that more. So I appreciate, really appreciated that rant. It was epic. It was part, um, part of the, uh, part of the, the YouTube and it's not just YouTube, but I'm, I'm following, I'm taking courses and I'm, and I'm following newsletters and there's a lot of millionaires that speak and these millionaires, when they talk about their lives, all they do with their money is make more money. And that, that money they take and they make more money. That's that's what they spend their time on. They don't it's a sickness. do anything with it other than just make that money, make more money. Like that's that's tantamount to fucking insanity. <laughs> you yeah. know, not not and one of them's like, you know, I'm obsessed with swimming and I'm going to swim across <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean and I need this amount of money to do it. And that's why I invest in this. No, it's just, <laughs> you know, not, not one of them can say what makes them happy. And meanwhile, the general public was ready to murder people that hoarded toilet paper. Right. <laughs> no, exactly. Take them out on the street. 
Um, yet. Okay, so so we're we're, approaching, we're we're over an hour. I'll I'll do this for four hours as long as you guys want to go. But like, I'm just I, I wanted to bring this in. We've talked a lot. We've met a lot of different. We brought up a lot of different points about how mm-hmm. we both agree, or the three of us agree, on the fact that the system is broken. About how mm-hmm. our electoral votes are being represented is is broken and needs to be changed. On that, there's a lot of corruption in the system, and that even though statistically speaking, the Green Party will never be in power. You can have a large impact on how the system works. And and with all that being said, how what would your advice be to the average voter who, like you, wants to help but feels like nothing they do matters? Oh. <sighs> Oh, that was a good question. I made him sit back and think. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to just, I didn't want to just start shooting for you know. Do you want to just keep this light? Do you want to talk about dick jokes instead? We can, we can. <laughs> Absolutely not. I work at a fire station, right? There's enough dick jokes. We're good. Um, <laughs> we need average people, people from the working class, people that care to be part of politics, to be engaged in politics, and. But what Without does that mean that, other than voting? If, if we feel to, our vote doesn't matter and it kind of, sort of, kind of doesn't, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't, it kind of doesn't, it's in that weird gray area. Yeah, right. if, if, all, if all the average person could do is vote, sort of, what else? And like, they don't really feel like it's going to, like, what else can they do? Well, I'm going to- Without dedicating their lives to it, without joining a party. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't tell people what to do, but I, I can be an example. Sure you can. And, and, yes, you can. Tell That's people the, what to do. <laughs> I, you know, I want to. You got to let him an, You got to let him answer your question. <laughs> no, keep hitting me. It's fine. I'm used to this. Um, <laughs> you just got to lead by example. And what does that mean? It means you get out there first and you do it, even though it's hard, and even though you're probably going to get dirt kicked in your face. And uh, you, there's no way to change things until you get active. And so what that means for different people, that could mean that you get out on the street and you join a, you know, a, a group and things like that. And we, we had a lot of that in our party. And I said, look, this isn't Greenpeace. If you want to go march on the street and, and you know, rally, uh, that's great. But just, you know, go join Greenpeace or go join a different organization, a social justice organization, whatever you're, but we're trying to get into the building to create this, to stop the systemic errors in our system. And so a lot of people have shown up. We're the th- we're coming towards an election. We got thirty candidates, and that's just like incredibly exciting because you know we have so many people that are are doing just that. Jesse, they're they're okay. I'm going to get involved, and uh, of course it's it's daunting because you think you're you're joining this world, and you know the smoke and and mirrors, and you pull back the curtain. You're just like these guys don't know what the hell they're even doing. <laughs> right. And, and it's like law speak. You, you show up and it's uh, intimidating and they do that for a reason saying, oh, this is a, oh, you need to have this training or this background or this much money or, you know, it's all elitist bullshit. And right. so when the people get involved and just like you're doing, asking those questions, you know, I love, I love the, the, the nature of this podcast. Cause you're just, you're like, no, like this doesn't seem right. It isn't right. So you know, Should and these guys don't know more. what they're doing. They're they're all just oh, the poll came out, so let's change our position on on this, and 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 we can get these voters or or whatever. It's it seems like a big game when people are career politicians playing the game. They're doing yeah. it. They're actually yeah. playing the game. We need just everyday people. 
to show up to say, look, I'm going to run for office. I have two democratic rights. One's to vote and one is to stand, which is a bit ableist, but one is to stand. And that means I can run in the election. And, and uh, if people exercise that uh, vote uh, and that those rights uh, correctly, then we'd have a stronger democracy. And it's funny because I was just talking to my friend yesterday about, uh, we were talking about like Plato's Republic and, and uh, he was talking about politicians as guardians. And I love that. Oh, I mean, there's a lot in Plato's Republic that, I, that I'm not a big fan of, but I was like, I just, I love this idea of guardianship and stewardship, you know, and, and it's again, moving towards, away from the, the colonial idea of this attack, conquer, win at all costs uh, idea. Right. We need to have, you know, again, it's like, where are we in th- this world as far as the house is on fire? <laughs> and if we're not speaking to each other, if we're not communicating, then and we're in our silos, as you as you talked about, and and I'm worried about my pet project, and it doesn't matter if the roof is on fire; it's not going to get us. It's like we need, <laughs> yeah, it's just complete uh, a breakdown in our ability to come together as you know g- groups of people that have been walled off and divided intentionally through identity politics, uh, yeah. through class war, uh, through all, all these um, processes that, that just basically divide us. And, and that's why, you know, I didn't even want to put out a full platform in this next election. I just wanted to be like electoral reform, proportional representation. My values are not more important than your values. I want to see everyone represented and there's ways to do that. They exist and they work. I love so that. Are you kidding me? Car. That's great. Like simplify it. Just, exactly. just be really simple and come with like uh, just a really sharp point and like don't muddy the waters with all kinds of other. That's great. That's quite a cool idea. I like that. See, yeah. I told you, I told you Jesse was a potential green voter. In Alberta, maybe. In Alberta. <laughs> you need to move to Alberta to do it. So, so come on out. If we're coming closer to our hour, I want to be respectful of your time. So like if, um, what would you recommend people? We always do a call to action at the end of our shows. Well, what cool. if, if someone has listened to this, um, um, it's kind of like, yeah, this is, this is, this is nice. This is my thing. What would you want them to do? Hmm. Well, if they're in, if they're in Alberta, come and get involved in my campaign. Uh, we're, we're a small party, but we're focusing mostly on, on my campaign in Edmonton, Rutherford. So if you're in South Edmonton, especially come on out. Uh, and we just want to see better representation. And so, uh, follow us on our socials. Uh, our website is albertagreens.ca if you want to learn more about you know some of our uh, our other planks. But I think just just get out from your your TV screen or your computer. The call to action right now is put your fucking phone down and go have a conversation. <laughs> go have a conversation with real people. Um, think about the people that are suffering in your community. Um, we have incredible amounts of people suffering and, and the poverty that exists shouldn't exist. And it's a policy failure. It's on the politicians to change that. And we have all the resources. We live in a beautiful country and we need to start coming together and stop dividing, um, ourselves into these groups. So honestly, get, get away from your devices and just go out and, and talk to people and get involved, uh, whatever that means to you get involved, get out on the ice, right? Just get out there, go play some sports, 
go hook up with your community. There's more than money out there. There's more than uh, likes and, and all this social media bullshit. And, and we know that, right? And it's just, we sometimes you just sound like an after school special. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know, right? The more you know. rainbow. <laughs> the rainbow. You guys can add that later. Yeah. The better world is out there. And, and it starts with each person deciding that they're going to, you know, be that change. And it's as simple as that. These are things that we, we all know deep in our hearts. And I think that that's important that we, we remember that we can demand more from uh, the systems in place that divide us and the systems in place that control our funds and, and tell us that our vote doesn't matter and that, um, you know, we don't matter as, as, as individuals. I think that the more we can team up and, and uh, demand more from our government, I think we're, we'll see changes. And then that may, maybe that means uh, more third parties, fourth parties. Maybe that means a new electoral system. Maybe that means lowering the voting age to 16 because it's their house that's on fire as well. And uh, I think that there's a lot we can do uh, with electoral reform and, and it starts there. Uh, and then looking at the systemic issues, if we can uh, fight poverty, uh, it's again, it's a it's a policy failure. And it's it's something that we shouldn't allow and it shouldn't be accepted in our society. Bravo. To pick Pixar gave us the toolkit for this 30 years ago when they made Bugs Life. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the plot line. But <laughs> I'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> you don't Did they all come together the and save the day? The ants rise up yeah. and take on the, 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 the grasshoppers. Yeah, <laughs> they were exploited them. So. Damn I really like I really like what you were saying earlier about the Green Party in that uh, you're part of the Green Party because you... I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, it aligned with my value system. system. It, it's it wasn't just that, but like if you had joined the NDP, the NDP are so right. I'd be a constrained, robot. right? And like you couldn't yes. bring it, you couldn't speak, yes. like yes. And exactly. you join the Green Party because um, One, they yes. feel less. I, again, I don't want to put words in but it's like they're less corrupted. They they have to. They don't have to hold to certain ideals because corporations are in their pockets or something like that. Um, yeah, it's the opposite. I, they're almost too grassroots to get yeah. their assets organized. I think you guys should, if you have a party slogan, <laughs> do you have a party slogan? Does the Green Party have a party slogan? I don't be better. How about that? <laughs> be better? No, I think you should change it to, we have nothing to lose. I think that's perfect. That's amazing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we we have nothing do, to yeah. lose and we're coming yeah. for you. Like, just <laughs> exactly. but honestly, honestly, I think a lot of people feel like that. They're like, what have we got to lose right now? Yes. By doing, yeah. you know, it's like, and, yeah. I don't think it's an unrelatable, an unrelatable slogan in any way. So. <laughs> exactly. And that's why it's really important. Like, to, and that's, we, yesterday I was literally talking with the, we have another party called the Alberta party. So that's a provincial party here. And, uh, you know, they're, they're incredibly organized and they've got great candidates and they've got a great leader. And we're just, we, we're collaborating you know, unofficially with them, you know, uh, because again, what do we have to lose? We, we need to have change. And unless we can break a two party system, you just won't see that. Like, look what this, look at the States. If you want to see how violent and terrible it can get. And that's, that's similar to like where we're headed with this NDP UCP split in Alberta and, you know, on the federal level to some extent as well. But yeah, the, the change needs to happen and, and unless we can we can come together and, and really show that we can do politics differently, then there's no platform there's to, to change the paradigm. There's no shift that can happen. Uh, and so yeah, we we're like we're already talking to other parties. Hey, you know, how can we collaborate? Yeah, we don't see it eye to eye to eye on everything, but we agree on these things. You know, it's the IKEA desk thing. 
let's get this Ikea desk built. And right, <laughs> right? exactly. Yeah. Start to do some work on it. <laughs> yeah. I, love that, I love that my anal- my weird ass analogies are, are, are worming their way into your brain. I, <laughs> please, please feel free to use this in your parties uh, as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, building Ikea is almost as complicated as getting into right? politics. <laughs> I, it, it's, if, we can, if we can manage the addiction of hero worship and vilification, it's not addiction as much as it's, what's the term? There's a psychology, psychological Mental term. health it, problems? It, it has to do with mental health. It's yeah, the I think so. uh, cognitive dissonance is the mm. term that I was told, whereby uh, if you, and this is a phenomenon in psychology that, that a lot of politicians will utilize in that um, instead of talking about um, ideals, instead of talking about policies and changes and how to make things better, they, instead of saying like, I'm going to make our province better by doing these things, they just point at the other person and say what a shit job they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's right? easier. It's a lot easier. Yeah, you don't have to actually do anything. Just point no. at someone else and say what a shitty job they're doing. And by doing that, you turn it into a wrestling event where it's about yeah. hero worship and vilification. And as soon as mm-hmm. someone looks at a politician or a wrestler or an actor or whoever and and values that person above what they stand for. In other words, it becomes hero worship and vilification. As soon as that occurs in the mind, this bizarre psychological event of cognitive dissonance where somebody can literally come and show you proof, evidence, facts that the person you worship is a horrible person. They've, they've eaten babies. They've roasted and charred babies on the fire and eaten them right in front of you know, other people's faces. And you can show that person facts I'm just speaking about Trust and Trudeau if you haven't picked up. It's, and with these facts that the person that you worship is now not the person you thought it was, instead of, change, instead of those facts changing that person's mind, it's a, there's a weird effect happening where yeah. they dig their heels in even deeper and believe in them even fucking stronger. It's insane. So these politi- it's in these politicians' best interest to become worshipped and to vilify, because if they can get that happening with the people listening to them, it doesn't fucking matter what they do from that point on. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's insane. It's actually in tantamount to insanity. <laughs> anyway, that's... It's wild. I mean, Rachel Notley spent four years doing that to Jason Kenney, and then Jason Kenney was like, Bye. And I, you could, I, I wish I just saw their faces like, wait, hold on. We've been destroying this person for four years and it's all we've done. We haven't put out any suggestions on how to work together and how to overcome things. There was just no, uh, no collaboration. And, and, and it was just all just attack, 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 evil, evil, evil. They put up faces and pictures of this leader that they, that they wanted to tear down. And, and then he just was like, bye, peace. I'm going to just take off of my pickup truck. And, and then, uh, and now they're Jason at a Kenny? loss. Did this? this is Jason Kenny. Yeah. Cause he oh, just, we know where he, he went then. He went yeah, to, he used to oh, he went to go get another corporate job. And, um, Bigfoot, really. yeah, he's the getting, worst insult, he's getting paid worst back ins- right now. I think the, the, the worst insult I ever had is that somebody saw a picture of Jason Kenny and thought it was a picture of me. <gasps> Oh God! Oh, are you right? I'm so sorry, Reese. Yeah, are you, are, okay? are you doing all right? Okay. You, you, uh, I, I'll I'll get over it one day. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
accent's a little different though. So it as is. soon as you, yeah, yeah that I'll, I'm the classy Jason Caddy. <laughs> <laughs> if there is such a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we, had, we, we had a guest who claims that uh, Trudeau is a different Trudeaus that you see in different places are different clones. There's a, oh, they oh, got yeah. bombarded with these yeah. series. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a defective Jason Kenny clone, apparently. Well, he's a defective, <laughs> defective one of my clones. Um, uh, we, well, uh, I was going to wrap it up and, and say thank you so much for, for everything. And you've given people a good call to action, which is to get out there and do something. Um, talk and, to uh, people. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, Put is your there, phones down and talk connect. to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to share at all? Or? No, I mean, I'm just so excited to be on this podcast with you guys. And really? I love, I, yeah, really? I, love, I love what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. It's exactly what we need more of, where we can break down all the uh, elite bullshit and and uh, you know, all oh, these are the facts and and just have normal conversations where we can discuss things and joke about things. And I think that again, that's what we need more of. And I think that people feel so disconnected from politics because it isn't this, right? You yeah. Can't, it's yeah. hard to have these conversations and then everyone's got their back up and they, and you know, again, the identity politics come back in and, and then because you've made a point, they can't also be correct at the same time and there's no middle, middle way. So by, you know, by just shooting the shit and, and having these conversations and talking and, oh, you know, what, you know, what really is the Green Party stance in Alberta if it's not shut down oil? Well, you know, oh, hey, maybe we can do a little better and, and we can solve some of these systemic issues. Uh, I mean, who's going to, who's going to deny that or, or be against that? Who, who's going to deny that a stronger democracy is important and that representation matters and that votes matter? Mm. I mean, wow. again, it's, we're not as, we're not as separated as people think. And that's, I guess, the I, point that I'm trying to make. I might, I might mm. vote green next election there you go there you, you go. did we'll it talk. you did we'll it. talk Look, we'll talk compare, Jess, compare jesse's <laughs> comment to the start of the episode where he was like yeah. i would never vote green for this reason he's like i might i'm well i mean good. it's tough again right? it's 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 more about like what is my vote what is my vote doing you know yeah. and voting for literally any party right now feels pointless but mm-hmm. voting for the green party even though they probably won't become you know the the top tier like party in canada uh it feels like they're gonna take my vote more seriously you know absolutely and they have nothing to lose (laughs) they don't we don't and we need more of that we need more of that because these big issues they'll they'll never no one will take a risk uh that's in power that's holding power they're not going to take a risk so you will always be protecting the status quo always and so that's why these uh, other parties matter because it's not about the, protecting the status quo and protecting their their pensions and things like that. Like Rachel Notley in, in Alberta, she'll be fine. She'll be oppositional leader again. She'll keep collecting her pension. She loves the status, right? Like it's it's just it's all the wrong reasons. And I think that people need to really understand that again. Or look for ordinary people. Look for the people that will represent pe- people over profit that will represent their communities in the way that, that they want to see examples of. And, you know, there's, there's no way that you're going to, you know, look at, you know, someone that's been serving the community and doing the right thing and, and, and then say that, okay, well, these, these people will, will turn around and, and, and backstab us. I mean, unless they're in a party that just completely whips their votes and controls their voices. And so that's why we are like, okay, hold on. 
even if you know you need to have both things happen so you need to have good people they're doing for the right reasons and you need to have a party that's not going to whip them and control them and that's literally what's happening right now and so we have to look past that and we have to look at the, the new options and get involved Jesse, I think you're going to run. Maybe you'll run for for the Greens in your area. It sounds. I don't know about running for the Greens, but Reese and I have talked about starting our own political party, the Fun yeah, Liberals. Is... <laughs> We're like the Liberals, what is it more... the Fun Liberals. We're like the Liberals, but more fun. The fun vote. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got to get my citizenship so I can run. So we should prioritize that. And yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Are you are you uh, your permanent resident? Yes, I am. I've been in Canada right. five years. Are you paying taxes? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just say yes. Uh, (laughs) Well, you should be able to vote. Um, And so that, again, electoral reform is more than just proportional representation or or even lowering the vote it's who's who's contributing to society and why don't why don't they have a great fucking point if you're paying taxes you should vote you should be able to vote i'm sure you can join the military and go die uh for us oh yeah i'm allowed to join the military oh absolutely so wait but wait hold on but you don't have a say on on who's in government. No, I don't. I, wow. I've got to, yeah. I got to do a, I got to do a, a test and I've got to get 20, I've got to get more than 15 out of 20 on history and politics questions, which is why this podcast has been useful. Hopefully I've retained <laughs> something. I feel like, I feel like you've got this. Just yeah, write yeah, down exactly. the name of our podcast. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Just see this. Exactly. So yes. um, we should cat, we should cat, I, I know, I, I agree. And we, we are going to go for our citizenship as well, but, um, but we should catch up with you, um, uh, either before or after the election to see okay. how it goes. So you can tell us everything that happened. Catch, yeah, ca- I think catch me in the trenches and I'll just be like dripping with sweat and just be like, crazy out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just before, before you while, go. You're, while you're driving angry from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Please, yes. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything to drink nearby? A glass of water, thing of pop, coffee? I do, why? What's up? You do? Can you can you give our audience what, they, what they've been craving this whole time? Just a deep deep guttural like sipping not just like drinking into the microphone as, as quick closely as possible some asmr that's some asmr for you right there's some food you, asmr you need you, like, yeah you need some sound effects is that what you need it's it's asmr but like, okay, like show this, me how like, it's show me how it's done it's disgusting there you go our listeners love it they love it there you go. nice close to the mic uh, do it slower, slower. Do some more, like, okay, sexy, like. <laughs> He's directing you now. Here we go. Ready? Take two. Oh yeah. There we go. Okay. There we go. That's perfect. There we go. The, you. you know what is? Uh, this got is my vote. Totally off topic. <laughs> totally off topic. Uh, I know some Japanese. Okay. One of my favorite words. One of my favorite words is refreshing. Sawayaka. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Sawiyaka. it was great. <laughs> Use it. Use it, Jesse. It's your new word of the Sawiyaka. day. Sawiyaka. Sawiyaka. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, 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 <clears throat> Jordan, it has been a lot of fun. Yes. Thanks so much for Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. It. And uh, have a great day again. Love what you're doing. And I uh, can't wait to be on again. Anytime, man. Anytime. Call Reese at three in the morning. It's usually when he's awake. Yeah. Uh, it's his favorite time to get a phone call. So, uh, and just say, I want to be on right now and, and he'll put you on. We'll just do it. We'll just work it out. We'll just do it. We'll Thank you so much. Yeah. And this is the first time you've done, you've done the video. Uh, side it's the first it. video for, yeah, exactly. Wow. So but we thanks never for breaking our cherry. 
we never yeah, had a party hey. leader before, so it was like, well, if we're ever going to do video, it should be for someone who's in a position of uh, of that deserves video. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you, guys oh. fan- you guys look fantastic. You guys are doing well. I think that you should do more video. It's the scarf and the robe, really. That's and the yes. lighting. I got these. I got these new lights that I I, I got from wow. Amazon. That's I keep like, waiting for you to break into a Jimi Hendrix solo, but oh, Jordan. Um, so yet. I. I, I really think you should do this. And if you are going to do it, uh, quickly pick a name and tell our audience where they can find you on TikTok. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the basics of TikTok. My name, Jordan Wilkie. Is that a, the worst TikTok name of all time? Or? Uh, let me check to see if it, it exists. TikTok.com slash Jordan. Uh, Twitter, if Twitter is your thing, where are you on Twitter? I'm uh, Jordan for MLA. Jordan for MLA. Jordan for MLA. At, at I'm making Jordan the pitch. For MLA. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan from for MLA. For, for as, MLA. For as in the numerical. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan running numerical MLA. for MLA on on. Okay, there you go. That. Check him on awesome. TikTok. He'll be doing dances oh. soon. The Wednesday dance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TikTok's the place to be. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to balance all these things, right? Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. That's Thanks, awesome. Jordan. Man, it's been a lot of fun. Appreciate yeah, it, it's been great. Thanks again for all the advice. And uh, and Jesse, don't storm any buildings uh, until we talk. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can't <laughs> promise anything. Not <laughs> without me. <laughs> all right. Just climb down, baby. For capita export value. Libraries. Minister, are you embarrassed by your behavior today? There's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude or the gold ass to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me. He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F-A-R-T. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 